Welcome to the Guardrail Podcast. This is a podcast about what it looks like when you ask God to give you eyes to see and ears to hear. We describe all the many things God has shown us as we have pursued a deeper walk with Him. I'm Rachel. And I'm Fa. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. The Guardrail Podcast. Correct. We yes. have been... We've been at MIA for like two months. The holiday hits. And we had one loyal fan. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how loyal he is, but (laughs) this is my brother. A couple people. I think he listens to that sometimes. Yeah. Well, we're back. We had some things going on, so we took a break. Yeah. We got busy. Christmas. Christmas happened. Christmas was busy. Um, We went to Aruba. Yeah. Yeah. Went on vacation. Aruba was fire. It was Mm -hmm. really nice. It was good. Well, you really can't go wrong with anything tropical. Yeah, that's true. So, um, what else? Uh, Is there anything you want to I say? I started grad school. Right. So some of our our, our four loyal listeners <laughs> would know that um, I, when I was 18, I went to Bible school, but then I dropped out. <laughs> <laughs> but the Lord has brought me back, back to Bible school, but this time around I'm making... A master's in theology happen, so I'm doing that. So that keeps me kind of busy. It's a lot yeah. of work. Yeah, I barely see it's, you. It's a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of work. Oh, there are two more things it's that happen work. that you haven't said. What? Anything about it? Ah, yes. So I don't. <laughs> it's so um. It's a okay. So I I wrote a book, and now it is out and about. That's correct. Published. Mm. And you can purchase such book, yes, on all platforms. Is it that? Yeah, I guess I don't really know. I think where do you buy books? Uh, Amazon, Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, some other places. I don't know. I googled it, and some weird. It's not weird to Dutch people, I'm sure, but there's <laughs> some like <laughs> Netherland looking. I, I I I assume it was like a Dutch website. Yeah, it website. Like, it, it looked like it was yeah. Dutch. That's pretty cool. Although I don't know. It's cool. Yeah, so the book is called Me and My Best Friend. And it is by myself. About What do you mean by yourself? I I what by it's written by me. Oh. You know, I, <laughs> is what I meant to say. Very as as you can see how eloquently I speak, clearly the book will be so good. <laughs> I, I got know. an advanced copy. It's really good. Mm-hmm. It's a kids book. So, yeah, it's a children's book. Um so buy it. Uh and give it to some kid you see so that they can know about Jesus. It's about Jesus in prayer. And um, yeah, it's kind of one of those things where it could be terrible, but no, <laughs> I'm hoping it's, it's not. It, it, it won't be terrible. It's about, um, was that episode three of the prayer dog, right? Prayer dog, yeah. 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 So if you go back to episode three, you know what the book is about. It's a really cute book. Thank you. I like, I like the character. She's yeah. really cute. Let me tell you something. People don't tell you. Okay, so like, I've not written a book before, but now I'm an author, right? This right, is yeah. a thing now. So my perception of people who do these things is like, they're clearly scholarly people who are, I don't know, better than me in some way. I'm not sure. But turns out anyone can write a book and <laughs> it's a lot of risk that you put into it because it could be complete garbage. I don't know. And you just kind of put yourself out there and... Hope for the best. Hope yeah. it's not garbage. Like, and uh, I don't know. Maybe God will do something with it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But it's very uncomfortable. I was telling a friend recently how uncomfortable it is to do all these things. So in addition to writing a book, putting it out there for everyone to see and potentially criticize. <laughs> and judge. Yeah. And judge how bad it is or how good it is. I don't know. Um, I also wrote a song. Mm. And also, same. In the Okay. This I'm very critical of myself, so right. it's kind of one of those things That's where what I'm, I was not about a, to say. I'm not a good judge of my own things. Yeah, you are honestly terrible at judging yourself. Yeah. Because you're always like, oh, I just submitted a paper and <laughs> uh, it's garbage. <laughs> my pro- professor is probably not going to like it. Yeah. Comes back a 98. Comes back a 100. Well, that is true because... I, I don't, even the last two things I submitted, I wrote these papers. I was like, well, this is just a pile of trash. Like, I don't know. <laughs> this is awful. I'm like, he's definitely going to fail me. 
it gives me a hundred and like talks about this in depth with me on, on, I'm like, what is happening? Like this was absolute garbage that I produced, but I don't know. So like, I have no, uh, I'm not good at judging it apparently. So I wrote a song and, um, to be fair, yes, it is not professional because we're because not professional. Because we produced it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just me and a guitar because those are the things I do. I just sing and play my guitar. Yeah. I, um, I like your song. And like, like I you. sing it sometimes. I'm like, oh, yeah. I will we say this. That. I think it is like catchy. Well, of course, it's about Jesus. And, mm. um, and I, all right. So both these things, my book and my song, were born out of time times of intimacy with God. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when I was writing that song, it was really like Jesus, like just kind of gave me those words. Like I wrote the song with Jesus and it was for a specific time and um, church actually, like it was the church out in Indiana. I feel like he gave me this song for those people. And I sang it over them when I went over there to preach the first time around. And um, yeah, no, I think it was, I think it, I think it, was a blessing to them, you know? Yeah. But whatever, right? So I'm like, okay. I started feeling like God was like, you got to put it down as a recording um, for a couple different reasons. But so anyway, I did that. Again, super uncomfortable. Like, I'm no professional, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, hey, what are you going <laughs> to I don't know. So again, it's, it's a matter. I'm in an uncomfortable state currently, most of the right, time now. Right. Honestly, I'm always <laughs> uncomfortable now. <laughs> Like it's been I, a year and a half. I'm just always uncomfortable. uncomfortable because, <laughs> and so, like, that's what I've learned is like to grow and to stretch. And God's calling me to different things, I think, and telling me to do different things is very uncomfortable. Hmm. So the song may be trash, also, but it may not be. So there's always that. It's not trash, even if you were um, a professional. I know what I'm doing, musician and singer, on like every level. Mm-hmm. Recording something for the first time is just, it's something new. So it's not going to, right. It's not going to be great. Well, it's like, it's like this with our podcast, same thing. Um, Only recently we've gotten some like nice feedback. It's like, okay, this is actually something that matters to people. You know, it's funny. (laughs) Um, So posting things on YouTube or like for the podcast, recording the podcast, the song, like honestly, almost always when you stop doing it, and you're like, oh man, this isn't going anywhere. Like no one's downloaded. And then you look back and you're like, oh wait, like 200 people downloaded in the last month. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's there's a lot of likes now. There's a lot like every time you kind of like slow down, you see it pick it up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's very encouraging, and yeah, it's but encouraging. It's, it's a struggle, you know. Like we're not. The thing, we're he, not he, any. We're not influencers. We're not no, people who are famous. He, what I discovered is like this takes a lot of time. That we don't have, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. we have kids, you're going to school, mm-hmm. I got work, you got work. It's just, you, you don't have time to be like a podcaster, an influencer and stuff like that. It's a lot of time, a lot of work. Okay. First off, we're not trying to be influencers. We're not. Let's we're make not. that clear. Um, I was praying today and I was thinking about how awesome it is to be able to record something mm-hmm. and then people you know listen to it and they're like, oh my God, that's so good. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and it actually makes like an impact on someone's life and you're mm-hmm. like awesome that's awesome because when we first started recording the podcast we're like what's just two idiots what's talking this, <laughs> what's, what's gonna happen like are people gonna listen yeah and stuff? again very uncomfortable but <laughs> has proven to be <laughs> fruitful so we never know what happens you know sometimes you just gotta well that's i mean that's the whole nature of faith and in, in mm. doing things into faith like we don't walk by sight we walk by faith you know <laughs> So, eh, whatever. Honestly, to me, the most important thing about this podcast is that God puts his hand on it. Because if not, then it's just two people talking. Yeah, the world doesn't need another podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody and their mom has a podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And we're definitely not just trying to add noise to the already noisy environments around us. You know, it's just a lot. So, anyway. So, yes, my book... Me and my best friend by Rachel. Quintana. I will put a link to everything. Yeah, in this that's podcast. cool. That yeah. seems legit. Description. That's <laughs> Isn't that cool. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, so yeah, so back in school, um, it's uh, it's been a process there. Um, freaking the schoolwork is awful. Um, <laughs> forgot how bad it is. <laughs> I'm like, this is a lot. 
Yeah, you were really, myself. really excited in that. And then it, it wasn't exciting. <laughs> right away, I was like, oh, oh no, this is <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> I go to work and then I come home and I work. So yeah. it's really horrible. So, but it's been good. You know, what can I say? I love it. I love being miserable. So yeah. it's good. <laughs> yeah, like I, like I told you, you're you're only going to see the fruit when you're like, when yeah. you're done. No, I mean, like, like, I'm definitely learning stuff. Yeah. Um, I wish that I had the capacity to really suck in all the things that I'm reading. Like more time? Um, no, it's just like the freaking textbooks, man. Like what? Just talk in normal English. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> like you're using words I've never heard before. Talking about stuff I thought I understood. I don't know. It's just, it's a lot. And then they're like, it's like, all. I feel like I'm just reading commentary. So it's mm. just weird views about stuff. I didn't know people believed that about the bible <laughs> They're like oh yeah some people believe this and that i'm like oh i didn't know that people even believe that okay so cool yeah then like what do i believe <laughs> i don't know whatever people tell me to believe i guess I know, at church right? yeah you know yeah so, it's important to know these things i'm yeah. gonna, re- I'm gonna rely yeah. on you because you learned them <laughs> well, yeah we'll like, see. Hey, is this right <laughs> i feel like the more i learn the less i know so i know i know you yeah absolutely you could just go down a path of like too much knowledge and not a lot of God and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, that's like a common thing in seminary. It's like your brain is full, but your heart is empty. Yeah. So it's crazy. We don't want that. (laughs) Stay with Jesus. Spend the times with Jesus. Yeah. What else? That's it, right? I think that's kind of it. School, book, song, song. I don't know. What have I done? Oh, I switched my jobs up a little. Well, not really. Yeah, I guess that's not got really. The same job, yeah. yeah, it's the same thing, but meh. That actually kind of leads us into what I want to talk about a little bit because the whole job thing. So, like, I went per diem at work. So, if everybody remembers, I was a travel nurse and now I took a per diem position. So, typically, travel nurses make more money than the average regular nurse. Yeah. <laughs> you know, except for like now, rates are kind of going down. Because like all that COVID money, like the government subsidized it for the hospitals. Mm, And now like that ran dry because COVID's not like a big, um, it's not as bad, you know. So anyway, um, I wanted to go per diem at my job because um, because I was all all this stuff like going to school. Oh, and we still have our meetings. Like we're still doing our worship nights. Um, And now we're like doing them consistently, not just like randomly. Yeah, because you're per diem now so you can have right so yeah like i wanted yeah. to go per diem so i could like pick my own schedule mm. um but like also there was some okay so backtrack back into like november um like before i'm going into grad school before i um took a per diem position i'm i'm like all stressed out and crap <laughs> it's always a struggle <laughs> <laughs> i guess i'm always like just worried about stuff i don't know but um I'm like worried and stuff because like, okay, I want to take this pretty in position, but then what I won't be making as much money. Um, and it's going to be like, maybe they won't have hours for me. Like, I don't know. It's just a lot of thoughts. We're going, going through it. Cause like the hospital that I'm at is different than normal hospitals because of the region it's in. So like, it's like opposite, like in the winter it's slower in the summer it's busier. So um i'm like oh they're canceling our shifts like i'm not gonna have any money and then like i'm gonna have to pay for grad school now out of pocket we pay for our own kids schools we pay yeah. for other people's schools <laughs> yeah and we have all these expenses and like now i'm gonna make less money and so i'm like uh, all stressed out about that and just like bogged down by a burden by it and um again even like the whole book thing that's expensive because like unless you're famous or an influencer that has so many followers or whatever, like you're you're not gonna get a publishing deal from somebody. Like you have to yeah. be famous. That's pretty much the only way. So you have to like you have to upfront the money. So it's like a lot of like trust in God because like this crap's expensive. And you know, like <laughs> God, if you are asking me to do this, which I'm not even sure that you are asking me to do this, mm. by the way. Um just a thought in my brain that I was like, Oh, maybe this is maybe this is God or maybe it's me. By the way, also too, fun fact about things, what I've learned. I'm not a minister uh, per se, you know, like I'm just a normal human being that like goes to work and does whatever. Yeah. I'm not a pastor and I'm not some kind of spiritual authority on anything and I'm a Bible school dropout. So like (laughs) I don't, 
I don't know um, what you see as a um, a person who goes to church um, and then somehow you're stepping into these roles of like kind of ministering to people. Yeah. Um, the people who are ministering to people professionally, in my perspective, look like they have it all together as far as like they know what to do. Um, right. They seem to do it well, you know? Yeah. Um, and like the people we see like putting out books and like putting out like materials and teaching like online and stuff are like famous people who are like are very good at what they do. So like I'm not good at what I do half the time. Um, and they seem to like, Oh, like God is telling me to do this and that. Like everyone seems so sure all the time of like what God's saying Mm -hmm. and what God's doing. Oh yeah. God told me, or like what you hear is like, Oh yeah. Um, we started this ministry because God told me to do this and that. I'm like, wow, how do you know? Because I don't yeah. know ever. <laughs> like, I think God's saying this, but I don't know. Like, it's yeah. never certain, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know why I said that. I think just because, like, all this was very uncertain to me. Like, you know, what if I just wasted a ton of money on this book? And, like, God was like, I never said to do that. <laughs> yeah. You know? And then, like, oh, I recorded this song, and it's like, sounds like crap. and God be like, eh, that was on you. I never said to do that, you know? Like, well, how trust do you know? me, I won't let you spend money like that. Uh, you say that, but you would go along with it. No, I'm very I convincing. Yeah. yeah, you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so to say all that, like, a lot of uncertainty and a lot of, like, fear about the future, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Um, and it's like, like, again, so uncomfortable. Um, and like I'm not one of these professional pastors and ministers that is like, oh yeah, God just told me to do this, well, and I thank did. Thank God you're not. I was like, wow, these people are so sure all the time and confident about everything. I'm not freaking confident about nothing. Like, ah, I hope that this is God telling me to do this. I don't know. <laughs> um, either that or they're lying, right? Or, or it's like even people too. Like, okay, this is one of my like, not my fears. But also like a a concern because every there's not one human on this earth that hasn't encountered another person who is just like wildly self confident, but they shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like we everyone that has grown up in the church has gone to church and heard that one person do like a singing special, and it's like who who gave that girl the microphone to sing? She sounds bad. And and why is everyone encouraging her to do this? Yeah. Like who's everyone's lying to her and she's not self-aware enough to know how bad she is. Yeah. I'm like, am I that girl? <laughs> it's, have I made it this far? And everyone's like, people are just too polite to tell me how crappy everything I do mm. is. So like, again, that's just a concern. And you can't tell me I'm wrong about that. Like everybody's encountered these people. Like, why are you so self-confident? Like, yeah. How are you so sure what you're producing is good? Because like what I'm looking at is not good. So I don't know how you produce something and you're so like confident about that. I'm like, it took me a lot of courage. I finally shared about my book last night to people. And I was like, oh God, I'm like sitting on it. Like I don't want to share it because I'm like, what if it's garbage, you know? Yeah. So anyway, um, anyway, so the reason I'm saying all that is because uh, I'm carrying all this baggage, like this burden, you know, about mm-hmm. like everything financially, uh, spiritually, just worried. And I start to pray and I see myself with all this baggage, you know, like trash bags on my shoulder, kind of like, um, and I'm walking around with it. This is when you're praying? Yeah, I don't walk around with trash bags on my back. Well, you could be imagining things. And no, I, didn't know, I didn't know you went into your vision. Yes. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> so anyway, um, I'm seeing this, right? And I I start to pray about that. And uh, I start to see um, me wanting to hand it to Jesus or something like that. It's been a while, so I haven't, I'm trying to remember this vision exactly. But um, I'm like all worried and crap. And so I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm talking to God and... Um, I'm like, I'm wanting to surrender all these burdens to him, right? Like, I'm praying about, you know, like, I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to afford all this. Like, I don't know, like, this and that, whatever. Right. And so, anyway, I start to see, like, me with baggage, you know? Like, like I said, the baggage, the, the 
the bags. Yeah. <laughs> Trash bags. And and then all and this is like prior to Christmas. So I don't know if God's just like super seasonal with these things, but <laughs> <laughs> but I start to see the Grinch, right? Remember the Grinch goes in and he steals Christmas. Yeah. And like he just shoves all the toys and crap in like these black trash bags. Mm-hmm. I think. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like dressed up like Santa. And um I start I start to see the Grinch like with all these bags and stuff. And I was like, what does that mean? You know, like what's mm. going on? And uh <laughs> like Jesus is in the Christmas spirit, I guess. But anyway, um and I hear the Holy Spirit say like you're not the provider. Mm. you're not the provider i'm the provider and um so i was like oh but what does the grinch have to do with that and then i was thinking about the grinch i'm like okay maybe i'm the grinch like i think that i have to like i think i'm you know how like santa provides you know yeah and i was like oh maybe i i have this perception of myself like i'm the provider like i'm the grinch like pretending to be santa like i'm gonna provide or whatever and like i don't like like that didn't really make sense to me but i was like i stopped praying i was like okay God, whatever God's the provider I don't know this is a weird thing right and so the next day I'm like praying about this and um thinking about it and I just kept hearing the Holy Spirit say like you're not the provider and um and so like I'm like okay God like I I don't want to be the provider for my life like I don't want to carry that burden mm, yeah. you know so yeah. I'm like praying about that and um whatever right and so as I'm going about my day like maybe a couple days pass I'm still like like marinating on this per se because like i didn't understand it fully and i understood yeah. that i didn't get it but because like also too like so what i've learned with these visions is like some um, when I'm, when it's the holy spirit giving me revelation there's almost like a closure to it um yeah like i have closure about yeah. that vision if that makes sense like oh okay that's what that meant it like feels i feel like i got closure on it yeah and then there's there's times where i get answers but i don't get closure and i'm like this is still like an open like this is still processed, right, like being yeah. processed here. Like the Holy Spirit's still trying to say something about this. Right. Anyway, so I'm like praying about it and like, okay, I don't get it. And I start to start, like, I was like, where, where, who talks about being like God being the provider in the Bible? Right. And yeah. like, I don't know if it's, <laughs> I'm like assuming it's the Holy Spirit that led me to think about Abraham and Isaac, but, or it could be like word association. I don't know. Because like, Abraham talks about God will provide for himself a sacrifice when he's about to like send Isaac to the chopping block, you know? And, um, so I'm like, okay. So I start reading about Abraham and Isaac and about God testing Abraham and thinking about that because first off, there's no, there's nobody that's read the story of Abraham and Isaac and like God asking abraham to sacrifice isaac that's taken that well like that's uncomfortable yeah to read like it doesn't make sense to us yes because like why would god promise isaac and say like oh yeah like hey man i'm gonna give you like freaking a crazy lineage like and numerous as the stars you're gonna have like kings come out of you and then at the next breath be like okay that kid i said that you waited for yeah uh go kill him now that doesn't make any sense I've never mm. understood that. And I don't care what people say and explain about it. I never understood it, you know, like in church, yeah. like people be like, oh yeah, like, well, this is, you know, Abraham's faith and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, okay, but that's still weird. Like, why did he do that? You know? <laughs> and I never understood the whole testing part of it either. Like, why was God testing him? Mm-hmm. Like, like, why does God test us? You know, these are things that like, I just accept as a Christian and never really think about. Like, oh yeah, God tests us. I'm like, why? Why does God test us? Does he want to see if we'll screw up? Like, he's testing us to see if we'll like, we'll screw up, right? Mm. So like, that's like my thoughts and processes through this whole thing. And I'm like, I don't get it. And like, I don't get how Abraham was so cool with just sacrificing Isaac. Why didn't he fight back about this? Like, we don't, we're not really given insight into what Abraham was feeling in that moment. He was just like, okay, let's go. You carry the logs and let's go up the mountain, you know? Right. And so it all bothers me and it's always bothered me, but I've never asked God about it. I've never asked God about any of that. <laughs> <laughs> and so a um, couple days go by and this is like, doesn't have to do with it, but it does. Um, so again, again, I'm like thinking about all this Abraham and Isaac business and like not actually asking God about it yeah. directly. Like I'm kind of am. I'm like, uh, 
What are you You're saying to me? You're asking yourself about it. No, like, I'm, yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, I'm thinking about it and processing it. And then I'm like, also like, like, Holy Spirit, what are you saying about it? You know, but like not really asking. So anyway, I'm praying about this and um, we had like a worship night or something. Mm. And I'm like, <laughs> it's kind of what, listen, I don't know anything. And I'm like, again, I can't, I cannot express enough how unqualified I am <laughs> to do anything. <laughs> I don't know anything. Please don't come to me asking me things because I don't freaking know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm like, we're, we have people over and like, we're praying for people, right? Mm. And so like, if you have come over to our house and we have prayed for you, I, you will know, or maybe you won't because maybe it'll be one of these circumstances, but usually I'm like crying a lot. Like I just, I, I freaking cry so much and it's, I don't know why exactly, except for I just feel God's presence and yeah. um, like, and it's so good. Like I feel so great. I'm overwhelmed. So I cry. Yeah. So I'll like pray and I'll see stuff for people and then I'll just start bawling. Like I'll cry harder than the people that is, <laughs> <laughs> that's like hearing whatever I'm saying. Like, like we'll just both be crying a lot. And I don't know why I'm crying except for I'm just overwhelmed. Like my, yeah. my emotions can't even handle it. So, and then sometimes I don't feel anything and I'm like, maybe this isn't like, maybe I missed it, you know, maybe this isn't, I didn't hear from God or I didn't really see, but I'd like, I saw things. And then sometimes in those moments, people will be like, wow, I was just praying about that. Or like, yeah. oh my God. I'm like, really? Cause like, I thought I missed the mark here. Cause I felt nothing at all. Yeah. So I'm like, I, I'm like thinking about that. It was like after a Thursday night and that had happened where I like, I prayed for somebody and I was like, this was so hard to pray for this person. I didn't see, I saw stuff, but like, I didn't feel anything and I wasn't crying like the usual crying yeah, yeah. and um and so i'm just thinking about it in my next prayer time finally the holy spirit's like why don't you just ask me ask me why <laughs> <laughs> i'm just like thinking about it i'm not ever asking god about it and and finally i was like okay why why does sometimes why and specifically not just when i'm praying for people but like in my times of prayer why sometimes i feel god's presence and it's like wild and it's so great and it's mm. like such a good time with god and then other times it's like such a freaking struggle i don't feel anything i asked that today yeah to and and um and so i'm like praying i'm like i ask i'm like okay god why why sometimes i feel you and like my whole body responds to your presence mm. like it's so overwhelming and then sometimes i don't feel anything and it's like freaking you know, hitting my head against the wall, Crickets. trying to be with you. Yeah. yeah. Why is it so hard sometimes? Or like, why is it like, I'm with you. Like I'm praying. I just don't feel you though. So I'm like, why? And almost immediately he answered me and the answer. Okay. So what he had said oh to God, me, give me the answer. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, he's like, sometimes you feel my presence. Sometimes you don't. And he said, there has to be, you have to know the weight of the difference. Like you have to know the weight of my presence and then the lack of it. And he said, because when you're too familiar with my holiness, you become indifferent to it. Mm. And he said, you know, familiarity breeds contempt. And he was like, look at the sons of Eli. Like look at the sons of Samuel. Uh, look at Aaron's sons. When you're too familiar with my holiness and my presence, mm. you become indifferent to it. Yeah. You become like it's mundane and, and it. he's like, but I am a holy God and my presence is holy. And when my presence is, when I present my presence to you in that way, you're in the holy of holies. And he oh said, that's God. a sacred place. That's a holy place. And he said, if you become too familiar, you'll start offering strange fires up in here. You'll start like, you'll, mm. you'll actually start to have contempt oh because God, familiarity brings contempt. Yeah. And so I was like, oh my God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who's that like, dude that had the ark? Of his God's yes. presence in so, his house for so long. Yes. And, and it like slipped. Like, so like when David was having it tra like, moved, yeah. uh, his buddy like grabbed onto it to stabilize it and he he died. Da and then, yeah. a then David was like super angry at God. Like, why did you kill him? But it's the same thing is because it is not his presence. Who God is, his holiness is sacred. Yeah. And you can't treat it like it's nothing. And you can't. But like when we're so familiar with it. Yeah, we start become too familiar. The ark was in his house for like three months. Mm -hmm. His house was extremely blessed, but to him, I think it became like a piece of furniture. Yeah, exactly. And then he, the ark was like slipping and it was going to fall mm -hmm. or whatever. 
and he went and touched it because he was familiar with it. Man, he, he was trying it. to stabilize it. Like yeah. his intentions were good, but he forgot how holy it is, how holy God is. We forget how holy. Yeah, you read that and you're like, oh, wow, this dude's trying to be nice. And he was struck down and killed instantly, which is crazy. And yeah. It brought every, well, first of all, it brings everybody like that fear of God. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. He, he's God. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Shouldn't be touching the ark or whatever. Yeah. And so I was like, wow, God just like told me just now. <laughs> <laughs> like I asked and like he answered. Right. And and don't get me wrong. I ask God about my visions and different things. And sometimes mm. it takes so long to get answers. Mm. But like I, I don't often ask him just direct questions about stuff. And so I was like, wow, you answered my question like right away. I and love the- it when he answers a question, a question right away. Yeah. Well, I was like, why did you answer my question so quickly? You know? You said that? Well, kind of. I was like thinking about it. And um, I was like, wow, God just answered my question. And then, and the Holy Spirit was like, yeah, you you don't ask me directly because you don't think I'll provide an answer. Mm. And I was like, oh, crap, that's true. Like, I don't, I, I'll try to figure it out. He's like, pay attention to how you talk about things or how you ask about things because wow. I do ask God things. But usually, how I phrase it is different than just asking a direct question. Like, I don't ask God direct questions because I don't believe He'll provide me an answer. Right. I ask God to help me figure it out. God, why can you, like, God, uh, like a good way to phrase this, I'll be like, God, help me to understand why the Bible says this. Yeah. But think about how I'm even phrasing that. Help me mm. to understand. Why don't I just ask God, God, why does that say that? What yeah. does that mean? You know, I don't yeah. ask direct questions because I don't believe he'll provide me an answer. And so the Holy Spirit was like, you don't believe I'm the provider. Wow. You think you're the provider. That's why you won't ask me direct questions. You'll ask me to help you provide an answer. Wow, this is so mind-blowing. Yeah, and I was like, oh my God, that's so true. He's like, you don't think I'm your provider, you think you're the provider. Yeah, and I just think of like, it's like you're sitting on the throne when you're like, I want an answer to this. Mm-hmm. Help me understand this. Yeah. But when you ask a different way, it's like, no, God's on the throne, he answers. Like, yeah, he's the provider. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so that led to back to the Grinch. And I saw the Grinch again. And I was like, God, what? What are you saying? And he was like, he's like, you don't think I'm the provider. Mm. And I should backtrack here. Um, actually, before I even go into the Grinch thing again. So back to the Abraham and Isaac thing. You know, I'm contemplating that whole scenario. And I was like, how could, how could Abraham, you know, sacrifice Isaac? And I'm like, I'm wrestling with it in my mind, providing myself an answer to it. And yeah. I was like, okay, so clearly Abraham like understood like God, uh, like God is God and Abraham, uh, Isaac is not God. So he worshiped God, not Isaac, which was true. Like it's a great explanation to it. I was like, okay, so Abraham understood that like God is always greater than Isaac. Like yeah. God is always greater than the promise, you know, like God will promise things. Yeah. But in the end, we're still worshiping God. So in the end, like we can't look to the promise. We have to look to God. And so I'm like reasoning this and thinking about it or whatever. And also, too, I want to point out just because I'm a scholar now, (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, Abraham wasn't freaked out by child sacrifice, by the way. Yeah, I wanted to say that. Yeah, because child sacrifice happened back then. So like it wouldn't have shocked him. Any people. Or correct term is is peoples, because it's groups of people. Any peoples around? Okay, <laughs> Abraham. Yeah, sacrifice. Oh uh, yeah, children. yeah, yeah. And and so also too, it's it's not like he would have known that God was not down with that because there was no law yet. Yeah. And so anyway, just as a sidebar, mm-hmm. Abraham wasn't freaked out by that because like people did that all the time. Or yeah. was sacrificing to like. Um, like the idols and crap. So anyway. The commandments are not there yet. Right, right they weren't. It's exactly right. So like the law was not written yet. Yeah. So he wouldn't have known that God was not cool with that. Yeah, was it? Yeah. I bet you you'd go visit a town or something back in the day and you s- saw like altars with human sacrifices. Uh, Malik, I think, yeah. would take 
that was the one that they sacrificed their kids to. Yeah, that's crazy. But anyway, so um, savage times. I know, wild. <laughs> We're still doing it today, I'm but boring. anyway, so um, so to say all that, right? So I'm like reasoning this through my mind, um, and then I start to see the Grinch again, and I was like, God, what is up with the Grinch? Like, he stole Christmas. I don't get it. Like, <laughs> what's <laughs> up? And um, the Holy Spirit was like, you're thinking you're the Grinch. Like, you're pretending to be Santa. Like, because, like, the Grinch pretended to be Santa and, like, you know, I don't know. He stole Christmas, but, again, then in the end, he, like, gave Christmas back or whatever. I don't, I don't know. Mm, Just yeah. thinking, like, you're pretending to be Santa, so you're pretending to be the provider for Christmas morning, right? And he was like, you don't think that y- you're the Grinch. You think I'm the Grinch. Mm. You think that I'm here to steal your christmas morning and i was like what why what do you mean (laughs) and he started to remind me of all my doubts and my worries about like our financial situation about school and there's been a couple of things that i failed to mention so like during all this time i'm thinking about like god as a provider right but i'm also thinking about like okay so like if i can't provide financially like you know what's going to happen to us. Right. And like, Oh, okay. God's like transitioning me maybe like to some other kind of role in the future. Like, I don't think I'm not going to be a nurse anymore, but like, I don't know what's going to happen, you know? Yeah. And, um, I'm like, I don't know what that means for me. Um, because like, okay, I've always wanted to be in ministry. That's why I went to Bible school at 18. Um, because I, I always felt called. Yeah. And finally, I'm coming back to Bible school because I still feel called. Like never, that never stopped for me. Like yeah. I've always felt like I was called to ministry, um, but like I didn't do it. So then finally, I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna like go ahead and do that now, you know? Yeah. And so, but the problem is though, is like through all this, this is like also a part of the baggage that I was carrying was thinking about like what does that mean for me and my family if I am called to ministry. I look at all the people I know who are in ministry and I don't want to be like those people. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I don't want to be like those people who I see who are like super poor. <laughs> like every, <laughs> and like, I don't worship money or whatever, but I also like want to be comfortable. You know, I'm yeah. not ashamed to say that. Like, why yeah. wouldn't I want to be like comfortable? And I like, like and buying whatever I want. It's like the two don't go together because yeah. anytime that there is any sort of minister or, Anybody that's got some money, people just come after. Yeah. Like, Like, okay, you're either Joel Osteen or you're like, yeah, praying that God sends you money that month. And like, yeah, and that's like what I see of it's like, okay, you have you have these people. Okay, we know different. We know lots of people, (laughs) but I'm saying like we know some people who have shared their stories about like how they have to live on faith, basically. And like, I, I can't listen, listen to me right now. Okay. You understand something? (laughs) I grew up in church, so I've heard the worst of the worst of that crap. And I've heard of like missionaries, whoever will come to your church that Sunday and they'll talk about like their ministry, right? How they were like this and that and like living this way and like the rich young ruler and then oh, all of a sudden right. they're like they had businesses oh, and then god properties. called me yeah and i gave it all up <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like i'm poor now and i can't and i'm, I'm just waiting for god to yeah. just send money to pay my bills you know yeah. i was like oh and i remember as a kid listening to that and be like oh god like yeah. who would want this <laughs> yeah. and like um but like in my formative little ears i'm like okay so this what it, this is what it means to be a minister of the gospel like you have to basically god be calls you you're broke yeah like god calls you you have to give up everything and like you know hope that just you have to live on faith because that's just how it goes like god's yeah. just gonna and like i i mean tell me you don't know somebody like that like you, mm, you can't yeah. tell me you don't you know yeah and they're like oh yeah i never wanted to be a pastor and I was like an executive, but then all of a sudden God made me be a pastor yeah, and I, yeah, yeah. I never wanted to be, but now I am. I'm like, Can oh, a story real quick. <laughs> yes. In Brazil, every time there's this, I used to go to church in Brazil. There was like a thousand people there and we would have a conference and the whole state would come down to our church and it was always like a missionary conference. <laughs> <laughs> you know where this is going? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Whenever they, at, at some point in the service, they would 
pray for missionaries and the pastor would be like, you're going to be a missionary. You're going to be <laughs> pointing out people. Yeah. I would always run outside <laughs> during that time because I was like, I do not want to go to Africa and live in a hut and be a missionary. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm poor already. I don't need... Oh, my God. Like, I don't need to go lower. Yeah. <laughs> I'd go outside and like, drink a Coke or something. Right. <laughs> That's so great. I was so scared of it. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, like, I'm like, okay. Like, you hear people like, oh, yeah, I was... I was a an executive in this office, yeah. and then all of a sudden, I f- like God, like I didn't want to be a pastor, but now I am. Yeah, I'm like, oh, great! And he's like, yeah, now I I had to give it all up and trust God, and yeah. now I live in a in a I live stick- by faith. Yeah, I live by faith. <laughs> I have negative balance in my bank account right yeah. now, and I'm just waiting for God to send yeah. money. And I'm like, oh, that sounds really bad. You know, that sounds yeah. awful. Yeah. And, um, so like, that's my, my perspective. Right. Um, and so this is all coming back to my mind. Like the Holy Spirit's reminding me of like this, like inner child worry of like, okay, if God calls you, you're about to be poor and you're about to be like, you're also just like, also not even a financial thing, just like this concept that God makes you do things that you never wanted to do, Yeah, which may be true, but it's not in the way I'm thinking, you know, it's true because you grow up with the wrong picture or image of how things are yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah like i it feels like someone goes up there and is like i'm a missionary and i'm eating uh day old bread every day or whatever <laughs> that people throw at me or something like those are the stories you hear you know what i mean <laughs> yeah so you're you I equate bugs yeah <laughs> you <laughs> cool. equate like ministry in god's calling with poverty and there's a certain church out there that's made that the thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, if you're going to be in the church, you're going to take a vow of poverty or whatever you're going to be. Yeah, there's like weird stuff. So like, weird it's weird. I about don't it. know. Yeah. So I definitely think that the enemy works over time to make people <laughs> think that if you're called by God, you're, you need to be poor. Yeah, you need to be but, poor or, or if you need to be. It, yeah, because if you're not, you're like, you're stealing from the people, you're... You're tricking somebody, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you're, yeah. you're crook or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, this, and it's really not even, the financial part of it is only, like, a small aspect mm-hmm. of it. If it's just this concept that God, I don't even know, like, that it, it, he'll make you, I guess, so, like, I, I'm praying through this, right? And I'm I'm trying to, like, <laughs> um, okay, God, so I think you're the Grinch. And he's like, yeah, you think that I'm... I exist to steal your Christmas morning. And he was mm. like, and, and he's like, this is how you view me. And it's because I'm like, okay, so if you surrender to God, right, then he's just going to take all the cool things you have and like <laughs> steal them. <laughs> and like, be like, you can't have that anymore. Give it up. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's the word I'm looking for. He's like, God's going to ask me to give that up. You know, <laughs> God's going to ask me to give up my, my bag of Oreos and make me eat slugs over in Africa. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, I don't know. Like, and so he's like, you think I'm the Grinch? You, you think I'm here to steal your joy and to steal your belongings and to steal everything from you and, and then make you live a life of whatever is to teach you a lesson. You know, it's like, Oh God, God made me give this up because I needed to learn to trust him. I need to learn yeah. to have faith. And like, so this is my perception. I'm like, okay, God, I want to do ministry. I want to surrender to you and live for you and do whatever you want. But like, oh my God. So like, I guess that just means like you're going to ask me to give everything up and uh, so that I can learn a lesson. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I can learn a lesson to trust you or be like full of faith or I don't know, whatever people say. And so he's like, yeah, you think I'm the Grinch. And so I'm like, okay, I guess that's probably not good. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, like um, Let's work on that. Yeah. Like, okay, God. So like, what now? Okay. So I think Okay, so I had this twisted. I I was thinking that I was pretending to be the provider, but really, and that's still true. Like I was providing, but really, what's happening here is I'm thinking that you are here to take from me yeah. and make me give up everything. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, so what are you to me? So like, what what are you trying to say? Like that that whole time, God was showing me, and He was like, you know, Abraham and Isaac, right? And He's like, yeah, Abraham did worship me didn't worship the promise, right? And he's like, here's the thing, is that Abraham wasn't insecure about, you know, his future or his promise is because he understood that Isaac never belonged to him. 
yeah. to begin with. Yeah. And he was like, Abraham understood that I was the provider, like God's the provider. Um, and he worshiped God and not the promise. He's like, Abraham understood that I was the provider. Yeah. And so he understood that Isaac never was his to begin with. Wow. And he was like, your house, your things, your jobs, they're not yours to begin with. And he's like, when you understand that I'm the provider, you understand that these things that you have, whether you are wealthy or poor, all come from my hand. Yeah. And he said, it takes all insecurity away from losing it when you know it was never yours to begin yeah. with. And he was like, you, you have to stop looking at me like I'm just here to take things from you. And he's like, actually, I'm here to give you things. Yeah. He's like, I've always been here to bring you Christmas morning. He's like, I'm not here to steal your Christmas morning. I'm the one who gave it to you in the first place. Yeah. Where did your job come from? Where did your house come from? Where'd your family come from? It all yeah. came from my hand. Yeah. And he said, Abraham understood this. That's why after he was talking to Isaac and Isaac was like, hey, dad, where's where's the sacrifice? God, uh, Abraham was like, God will provide for himself mm. a sacrifice. Yeah. Why? Because God is the provider. God's always going to provide the sacrifice. God's always going to provide because he's the provider. Yeah. And so Abraham was able to be like unbothered by it. I'm sure it bothered him, but because he understood that he was never the source. Mm. He's never the source for Isaac. And here's the thing. This is what happens is that God will tell us, you know, like, okay, I'm calling you to this, right? Or I'm calling you to that. And, and the point is, is that we all have a part to play in that. Right. So like if I want, I wanted to be a nurse. So what did I have to do? I had to go to nursing school. Yeah. Right. Um, Abraham and Sarah wanted a child. So what did they have to do? They had to be intimate with each other because you can't have that by not that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very, uh, listen, I'm a nurse. So <laughs> let me tell you, um, so you have to do your part, right? But here's the problem is that sometimes us as Christians, we do our part and then we think that we're providing in it. We think that, okay, because we have to do something, we're the ones that are making the promise happen. Right. So like Abraham could have been like, oh, I did the deed with Sarah. I'm the one that provided Isaac. Yeah. But Abraham always understood that even though he had a part in it, he was never the one that provided the promise. Mm. And so he was like, you you think that all these things in your life that I have given you, because you have done your part in it, that you've provided it. And he said, that's not the case. Yeah. He's like, I'm not here to take, I'm here to give. He's yeah. like, I've always been here to give because mm. I'm the provider and yeah. you're not. I do think that a lot of people that are called into ministry and they're in poverty their whole lives never moved on from the fact that, yes, you need to give things up, but God will give you more. Mm -hmm. So I don't think they ever understood the whole lesson. You know what I'm saying? Like, because God's not a God of poverty. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. He may take something from you so you can learn something, but he will give you abundantly more once you learn that lesson. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I and like, I want to be clear too, like this is really not about material things. Absolutely. Yeah. But, um, but like, yeah, I mean, we all have our part to play in what we have yeah. in life. I mean, like we have our part in it. So like, what, you know, if you want to be high achieving and whatever, you can totally do that. Yeah. Um, I think that is more personal preference and like choices that you make in life and not necessarily being like, God made me poor, you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> God wants me to be poor. No, but it's just like, and, and he even told me that he was like, if you had nothing and you lived in a shack, I provided that for you. And if you had a grand mansion, I provided that for you. He's yeah. like, it's the same. It's like, cause I'm the provider. And I really had to have a revelation of that because even, even, even like the spiritual sense of it, it's like, well, I don't ask God questions because I don't think he'll provide an answer because I think I can provide an answer. Yeah. And so I want to ask, um, like these are things I had to like repent of because I think that I'm God sometimes. <laughs> it is true. It's yeah. like I have this conflated view of myself that I'm the one that's making things happen. And the fact is I'm not. And it actually relieves so much burden from me to understand that like, mm. I'm actually not the one I'm not the puppet master here. It's so easy to fall back into that role. I make things happen. Yeah. I don't need anybody's help. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's me a lot of the times. Yeah. 
I make a point to ask for help now because I just don't want to train myself to be like, I don't need anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, I do need people. Yeah. I do. Right. You wish that you didn't, but you don't. But you do. (laughs) And it's not like a weakness thing. It's just like. No. We're made to need. Yeah. We were designed to need each other. Yeah. 100%. Yep. But yeah, so that's what God showed me about provision. <laughs> that was a good I forgot about the Grinch one. Yeah. It was um, a very as a one of two Christmas themed ex- exactly. I was just going to say that next episode you should talk about um Elf in the Shelf vision you had. No, not good... Oh, it's like okay, wait, this is one of three then because okay. I have one in the middle. What's the other one? <laughs> You'll have to stay tuned to hear. Okay. Yeah. That's a good place to end. Yeah. Well, thanks for tuning in. Sorry we took so long to get I know, back. Right? Um, but like and subscribe and share our podcast with your friends and family. Yes. Because um, I don't know. That's what people do. Uh, I know, right? And it's good. Yeah. Um, so anyway, why don't you pray over people? Jesus, I pray that um you would touch each and every one of our listeners listeners and um teach people to let go of things and trust you, Lord. Um thank you for just teaching us a lesson and having us just grow and taking away things from us so we can grow in you and we can have better things, Father. And just thank you for teaching us to keep our hands open and to trust in you. Because when you take something away, it's because you want to put something else in its place that is much better. Father, thank you for getting rid of what's good in our lives and giving us something that's great. And only you can do that, Father. I thank you for everything you've done for us. And me and Rachel, especially in this past like year and a half. It's just all the things that we've learned from you. And thank you for the just the ability to share those things with other people. In the name of Jesus, I thank you. Amen. All right. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> we'll see you next week. See you next week.